You're listening to Help for Mothers, the podcast that helps mothers with health, education, love, and protection. With co-hosts Augustine Colebrook, a maternal child health investigator, and Keisha Chiappinelli, a human rights attorney. Together, we dissect one segment of maternity health crisis in the United States every week. Okay, so you introduce yourself and we'll just take it away. Hi, I'm Michelle. (laughs) Um, I'm an astrologer from Perth and I'm passionate about psychological astrology, helping people find themselves through their own psychology, using astrology as a tool. Oh, that's amazing. So that's exactly what I was hoping we could chat about today. (laughs) What does that mean? What does, what does psychology through astrology that's that uh, to me that seems like like mind-bending kind of a combo so tell me how you came to know this and and what you mean by it so with astrology has many facets um and you can use it for prediction you can use it to choose a partner to look at buying a business setting up a house for me i'm interested in how a person operates how they can help themselves, what patterns, habits, uh, lineage that they inherit. And it's about the personal journey for me. I'm not interested necessarily in prediction because there is no fabulous outcome if the work isn't done on a daily basis with the tools that you have. And that's what astrology is for me. It's a set of tools. It comes, you have, we're born with a set of problems and we also have a set of solutions and they are worked out through our line, through our inheritances. And by using astrology, we have an opportunity to have a peer in to what we've inherited and to what are we going to do with that? How do we make that serve us rather than just be at the mercy of it? You know, banging and crashing through life going, wow, what's, what's wrong with this picture? We have an opportunity to work smart, not hard, and transmute, come to our fullest potential, rather than just get through a lifetime and do it all again. Yeah, I think there are a lot of people who feel like a bit disillusioned. They come to some part of their their parenting journey, um, somewhere in the middle where kids are just unruly and starting to break out on their own path. And they're like, what is the point? What is happening here? Or sometimes, like, I remember very distinctly holding my brand new first baby, you know, nine months of, 10 months of pregnancy in my situation, and, you know, days of labor and this hard process, and I'm looking down at this soft, squishy, little pink, darling, rosebud mouth, and I'm like, oh my God, what am I supposed to do? Like, consciously, I understood what mothering was, but then it hit me so much deeper that, like, there was this being that had come through me and I was responsible for her life and her health and happiness and everything. And at the same time, sort of esoterically thinking, and yet I'm not responsible for any of it because she's her (laughs) own person, you know, like this is not mine. You know, that that Uh, Cahill Gibran quote, you know, they come through you, but they're not for you, you know? And I just, I wonder, like, tell me about more about what you, what you've seen with, the mothers that you've worked with or, or 
in this realm? Well, well, because the thing is that, you know, that we inherit a legacy yeah. through, you know, we inherit a legacy and then our children inherit that legacy. And the, this is the beauty of astrology is that we have an opportunity to change that legacy for them because whatever work we do as mothers on that legacy is not handed to our children. It's less for them. And then they only have to do their work, not their work, our work, our grandmother's work <laughs> and so forth backwards through the line because it comes as a tidal wave through that line. And so astrology gives you what it is that you're bringing what it is you have to work with. And the more work we do, the less our children reflect back to us, the less, we, the less they have to deal with. Everything about the process, you can, you can look in astrology and see how you're going to birth, what that birth process will look like, because that is, again, another legacy. You know, how you will carry it in your body, how your body will behave, what is your default. We all have we have opportunity to change that. Our default does not necessarily mean it's set in concrete. It just means that when we're stressed and in trauma and we're in a, res a trauma response or in a fear response or in a pain response, that that's what we will default to. When we understand that and we heal that, then we don't have to default. We can actually be totally in the driver's seat of, of birth process, of mothering, of all of it because we're not triggered back to the defaults so astrology kind of shows you all of those and it and it gives you all the tools in your personality to heal it so there's nothing that you can't transcend or transmute in your personality wow wow it's, and that's kind of that's kind of a remarkable statement because a lot of it people is. think, like this nurture versus nature debate, a it lot of is. people think that they're just, they're in, they're, they are who they are. But I love your, your fluid and, and flexible notion. So will you give us an example? Because I think some people have this idea that, like, especially in the US, that an astrologer is this mystic who sits in a tent at the fair you know like <laughs> no do you know i tell you i tell you that in the in the um middle ages the only two people ever present at a birth was a midwife and the astrologer i love that oh. so that the astrologer would sit in the corner and erect the chart while the baby was being born so it's a it's a very very old, you know, and you know, all of the that that has always come through that we're mapped with this beautiful blueprint, and it really is a blueprint, and it's it is absolutely changeable within your parameters. I mean, you're not going to change nationality. Um, you are, position of planet, or, probably. You no, can't move you're not. Planet. You know, there's certain things that you're not going to have, you know, but within the realms of your narrative, you can change that story. Mm. And if you, when you understand that, you have power to do something different. You can be yeah. in the driver's seat. Uh, so, right. and you can well, take, so give us and an you example. can change to the, to the, to, well, um, I'm just trying to think. Um, well, I mean, say trauma in a family comes through. 
a line you can choose that that trauma whatever that is in my family line that stops with me um i choose to do i recognize it i understand the emotion as it comes up but instead of collapsing into it and and going well that's my story you know my mother did that my grandmother did that da, 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 da. that's our history i can go no my children won't inherit that that will not be part of their legacy or their history or their experience and so it is about being conscious you have to be conscious because the default will always be to have the same response as every other family member it takes work definitely and consciousness being aware um you know there are certain things uh, you know you've got you know, uh, genetically, there are things we inherit, but then there's epigenetics, which is the emotional carryover, the emotional legacy. And so that's where the work gets done. I mean, obviously, there's things we cannot change. If you, um, you know, are born with a physical blockage to fertility, say, you can do everything medically to change it. But there's you know, and you can do everything emotionally, but you still not may have to just accept that that is a, a blockage. But within your parameters, you can do whatever you can to get around that fertility in another way, emotionally or mentally, or be fertile in another area of your life. Mm -hmm. mm, it's so fascinating. Well, so I think, um, again, some, some Americans are very familiar with astrology, but many are not. And I wonder if you would just kind of walk our listeners through like what it looks like. So somebody calls you out of the blue and they're like, um, can I have an appointment with you? <laughs> what so, does that look like? What happens? So, so in order to have a astrology chart done, I would take your time of birth, date of birth, place of birth, a chart would be drawn up that uses the latitude and longitude of where you're born, the distance from mean time, which is in England. Um, so a time distance and a chart is drawn up and basically it is a map of the heavens at the precise time that you're born, with, given the latitude and longitude of the point on the planet that you're born. And that looks at your blueprint. That is, that's your, no one else is like you. You are a complete universe. Even if someone's born three kilometers down the road at the same time, you are different. There is, you're your own universe. And so it's like a map and it's your mud map. It's your road map to life because it gives you all of the challenges that you're going to face throughout your life on all levels, relationship, finances, having babies, birthing, the whole process, everything's there. Everything that you can, um, potentially encounter but also it gives you every tool so you're not ever given a problem without a solution I love that we it's talk about that in herbology too right yes, because the, yes. the solution to the poison is always growing right near it like it's always which is what homeopathy is too homeopathy yeah. works in the same way so yeah you the, the problem is the cure. Wow. <laughs> and so astrology is the same. It, it, you know, it's a beautiful blueprint of what you have to work with in this lifetime. Wow. 
and it comes oh. loaded of course yeah you know yeah. it's no one is no I, i've never seen a, a chart that's just all hunky dory everyone's got their yeah. everyone we all look out well we all look yeah. outside and look at everyone and go oh wow i wish i was like that or i wish i had that quality everyone wants what the other person is working <laughs> yeah exactly and you know so um it's it is it's very interesting and and it's a fascinating job because i get to peer into a million different ways to be on this planet yeah a million different ways to process a million different ways to um understand and negotiate the world and i love it yeah. because it's exciting yeah. you know there's no groundhogs day yeah you know yeah. Yeah. and every single person has the potential to raise to their highest octave and live their fullest life well, so do you have any advice for mamas who might be listening without necessarily accessing a, a, a astrologer for their specific natal chart right now, but just like thinking over all these years of learning all these different patterns and all these different processes, do you have some overarching themes that you wish people knew? Um, I think that, um, first of all, recognizing patterns recognizing habits behaviors questioning and not from a place of judgment from a place of curiosity why do i feel like that why did i react like that why am i angry why am i sad why am i and and then taking it out further because we are very much in our own thought process and we don't necessarily look out and go well there's a habit of depression anxiety fear trauma whatever in our family am i in reaction to that you know what's tripping me up but without judgment because i think the thing is that we all get into judgment we're really quick to go oh my gosh i'm not coping da, 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 da. instead of going what is that what's that about what's my trigger yeah. where, where am i defaulting to yeah and then start to get curious you know and and how can i look at that differently what might that be about yeah and and like you said astrology is one tool that you it can is. start to get curious about it what are some other tools that you've used in your lifetime because i know you have a vast array of experience in a lot of areas what, what are some other tools so things for me i mean i always go as we talked earlier i go to homeopathy as a really good tool for healing i'm all about natural healing as much yeah. as possible i think i'd always go there first as my first yeah. port of call and i always look at whenever something happens regardless of whether it's physical or mental i always look at the emotional and psychological process around it what's going on for me where am i at what do i need to look at and then i'll always treat myself homeopathically with the emotional support that i need and then I go out from there. If that doesn't work, I might, I'll go and have, I'll seek counseling. If that doesn't work, I'll go and see a doctor and get whatever I need. I don't end up there because I do the work back here. And I think that being aware is the key. Being awake to the pattern 
is understanding it. Some, some people fall out of their childhood home and they know straight away that it's dysfunctional. <laughs> Just go, wow, I'm out. That's enough. And they yeah. get away and they start working back there before they even encounter having children. But yeah. some don't realise because it's subtle. And so they don't realise that, you know, they're struggling with, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be big for some people. It can be small things, but it's still a carryover that gets passed on. We do certain things and we just keep doing it and not realising that we don't have to. Yeah. We have yeah. choice. Yeah, that's so fascinating. So what are some of these choices? You say like somebody is presented, if you do a reading or someone gets a reading, and online auto-generated horoscopes are not the same. Not personal. It's not personal. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's not personal. And the thing is that it is, it's literally auto-generated. And right. as a reader, I'm sitting in your energy. So it's not right. just that I'm looking at your astrology and I have that knowledge of learning astrology. I've been doing it for 30 years, but, but I'm also an empath by my nature and so i'm able to sit in your energy and absolutely tune in to where you're at i can absolutely understand where you're coming from why you think the way that you do where you learned it yeah and how you can unlearn it and yeah. where to look for solutions not just yeah. knowing that they're there but actually this is it this very behavior is the key to that behavior. Wow, I love it. Because yeah, well, I mean, so we, we carry genetic fear. Fear is our biggest enemy. Oh, wait a second. We carry genetic fear? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Unpack it's... that one for me. Tell me more about what you mean by that. <laughs> That's fucking intense, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course we do. Because the thing is, I mean, when you talk about epigenetic, like when I look at astrology and I look at a family line of astrology, I can see every single trauma that every single family member's gone through and who's inherited what. So in a family, in a household, one child might inherit the denial. One child might inherit the anger right that's it i'm going to be angry about the family stuff one child will be like no there was no family stuff i don't remember anything ever happening ever then you've got another child in the family that inherits the grief and so they're always holding the emotions for the family and so we inherit all these traits but we also inherit the the fear and we all get the fear we don't all get the expression of it but we all get the fear. Where the expression of it is how we react to that. So one will react in grief from fear. One will react in anger from fear. One will be in complete denial from fear it's not happening. And so we have all these different dynamics going on in families. But the, the fear is the core, not the, not the expression of it. And so then when you're able to unpack it with a family, you're able to say, right, well, you express it through grief and, and big emotions and you try and rescue and solve all the problems and save everybody. And so that's how you express your fear. And you get really angry and you're screaming at everybody and throwing the dummy out of the cot. And that's how you express the fear of the family stuff. And so you can kind of 
unpack it as a family. It's amazing. And it's really interesting. And when you get down to your own stuff and you go, okay, that's how I negotiate fear in the world. Then the key is to get out of fear, right? <laughs> so right. that you're not defaulting into this right. meltdown mode and going, okay, I'm actually in fear. So what do I need to do about that? And what am I afraid of? And what is the worst case scenario? And how can I actually pull it back so that I'm, at, uh, you know, we're not always in the power of everything. We're not always in control. There's no such thing. But no. to, to the best of what we're capable of, being able yeah. to go, okay, how do I drive this from a place of not being yeah. in my trauma response? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, can and, and family, can you see that in family dynamics? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. In prenatals or in the birth <laughs> room, suddenly, like at that crucial moment, everything's amplified, and you look around, Absolutely. you're like, oh, 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 yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. And each was, sure. and you'll never. It's very, very uncommon, Augustine, to see the same response in a family. They all pick up a different. Baton. flavor like a flavor they of fear do. they yeah. do yeah. and it's almost all emotions are represented at yeah. the table <laughs> yeah yeah so totally. it's really fascinating when you get into astrology at the level of that lineage family personal psychological astrology it's absolutely fascinating I love it. Absolutely I love it. And then because I had the pleasure of actually having a reading from you, there's this other thing you do, and this is like <laughs> transits or progression. Yes. Will you so, tell us what yes. that means? All right. So transits are, so like, so you're born with your blueprint, right? And that's your original mud map. And then transits are taking the planets of the day that you come. So they're right up to the minute. So it's a snapshot of the planets on the day that you arrive and it's overlapped over your birth chart. And what that looks at is what are you going through now? Oh. What is happening to you at the time that you come? And also because those transit planets, the planets that are in the sky on the day you come, they are tracking a course you are able to predict how you're going to play this out, how you're going to work through a situation, what tools, again, you have in your mud map. But it, and, it, and it shows you. So it actually is empowerment. Again, for me, I'm not necessarily about prediction. I'm more about empowerment. For me, it's like, okay, this is what's happening to you at the moment. These are the tools you have to negotiate it. And then progressions are taking your natal birth chart and each year the planet moves by the planets move by a degree. So they move around like a clock. By progression, what happens is that you this is your personal growth. So this is how you personally, your character, your personality has progressed to the age you are. So it's not about yeah. prediction. It's also, it's more about your personal growth, who you've become. Wow. Because ideally you don't want to be the same person that you were born to, with. You want to have progressed. Yeah. Growth. 
It's the name yeah. of the game there. Yeah. yeah. And can you do that into the future or only to the present? No. You can go as far forward as you want. Huh. Because we when because we have what they call an ephemeris, which shows where the planets are tracking for the next fifty years. Wow. And further, you know, we're always looking ahead at the because the planets move, they each have a trajectory. They each move like, you know, the moon is a 28-day cycle. It doesn't wow. change. It's never, ever going to just turn into a 40-day cycle. Let's hope not, or maybe there'd be bigger so, problems. <laughs> yeah. So all of these planets, we can track ahead and go, okay, you know, when you're in your 50s, this is what might happen, and this is what you'll be encountering. And so it's, it is, it's really useful. That's it gives you, again, solutions. Yeah. And on, a, on another wavelength, I've seen astrologers um, use the tool of astrology to do readings for a marriage or the start of a business. Absolutely. 100%. So I do, I do all of those things. So mm. I even choose, I have clients that come to me that I've had for years and they will, like just recently, I helped a couple have a baby that couldn't have children through wow. IVF. And yeah. I tracked her. I tracked her ovulation and said, "This is your day. Go here." Um, they did. You know, it was all done. As, you know, away from medically. Medically, yeah. it was not done medically. Oh wow! Wow. Not done medically. And they also chose the sex of their baby. All of it. It can all wow. be done through ast astrology. Is something else. Each wow. sign of the zodiac is male or female. And when the moon is in a certain sign, that's what you'll conceive. Chinese conceive astrology has a fertility charts and also well, it's has the same. It's, yeah. it's the same. They're all the same. Vedic astrology, which is the Indian one, the Chinese and all of that, it's the same. But also I have chosen weddings, dates for weddings, oh. dates for engagements, dates for um, and I do a lot of fertility I do a lot oh. of fertility I have a lot of women that come that have tried IVF through the conventional way which is worked out through your men's, menses it doesn't work because you can your menses can change you move yeah. into a household full of women and you all align and your, your menses changes what we clock into is your ovulation cycle which is completely different that is like a metronome and never, ever changes. But oh. your menses does because it's water. It's fluid. It moves with the tides. So if we're stressed, we stop. Oh. If we're stressed, we, we can, you know, bleed for weeks. We can have either end. That is always a, a changing. But our, but our ovulation is a metronome. And it does not change. And so with astrology, we clock in. And you know, you are born into your cycle. So from the day you are born, you are in a cycle. And it never changes till you die. And so it's all like we breathing. do is a light. Yep. Like yep. a heartbeat. And so, yep. 100%. And it doesn't change. And there's no arrhythmia. <laughs> 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 and so all we do and I, I actually found out about this through a naturopath 
she actually put me onto it and got me working with it with astrology is we clock into that that metronome and we just say this is the day you will ovulate and if you ovulate on a male moon sign you're going to have a boy if you ovulate on a female moon sign you're going to have a girl and so we, I have a lot of clients that come to me because they've had four girls and they desperately want a boy. So we jack wow. it up. <laughs> wow. I love it. I love it. It's, it's not luck. It's predictable. It's good management. <laughs> it's good management. Listen to you. It's so awesome. Well, so another way that astrology is used is looking at the astrology of a country. Mm -hmm. so astro topography it's called astro topography oh my yeah. gosh yeah so again the the world is mapped out yeah okay into um signs of the zodiac and planets and all of that and so we we have what we resonate with and so this is why some people can move to a country and have a an amazing experience and tell all their friends and their friends turn up and it all turns to custard for them. And they go, wow, why didn't it work for me? It's because it didn't align with their astrology narrative. And so doing astrotopography helps you find the places that you are going to resonate at your highest. But, you know, I, I do some of it. It's not really what I'm about. I love it. But for me, I think if you tune in to who you are, you'll already know where you need to be. Mm. I love that. You know, I practice you'll already that. know. I practice yeah. listening for the, the, the quiet invitation, the whispering Absolutely. on the wind, like, come here, come here. <laughs> <laughs> come to Bangalore. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. I love it. Um, and, I, and I think that for me is just as important as having the scientific, you know, the planets, the signs, the da-da-da-da. I mean, there's, for me, it, I, my, the way that I work as an astrologer is, is far less scientific. You, you're I'm very, very much. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and, and I look at how you're behaving, what it is that's going on. You know, and I can see astrology as a series of behaviors rather than a series of planets and signs and makes it hard to teach. Yeah. Makes it very hard to teach because I'm feeling it. I'm experiencing the behavior. I know exactly what that feels like. But I also have the capacity to be able to say that, that particular behavior, that is rooted in x y and z and i can take you there and go this is what this really is about and that that's yeah. where it's useful yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense well so let's come back to our mamas so, for a second yeah so yeah yeah sorry we got sidetracked no. <laughs> I, 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 think I, said, don't worry. I love it well just thinking about so, um <clears throat> new mamas and all of the challenges in front of them and all of the societal challenges physical emotional spiritual familial like all yeah. the things yeah what's your biggest advice how do we help mothers well i think understanding ourselves is key rather than getting advice 
from books, other mothers, all of that kind of stuff. We actually need to go, how do I need to parent? What tools do I have? How do I find myself in this? Because you can have a whole host of advice from, you know, books and videos and all that kind of stuff. But then the bottom line is, if you don't know you, you're struggling. You're struggling. You, you're, and you're feeling even more alien to it because you're alien to you. So I think coming back to yourself and being really inside your own process is absolutely key because if you don't understand that, then nothing that anyone else is throwing at you is going to be helpful. And how do you do that? How do you find yourself? Astrology. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, oh, I tell you, so, so when I look at a chart, so things that I look at, when, when, I have, when I'm looking at fertility, as an example, or when I'm looking at someone who's, preparing for birth the things that i look at are their sun sign their moon sign their rising sign and their mars because the sun sign is how they identify with themselves their moon sign is their truth their emotionality at the core their rising sign is how they present to the world. So it's how they generally kind of get it done. And then Mars is how they birth because that's mm. their issue. It's the way they issue forth. It's the process of birth. It's the, the way that they issue out. So I always look at those areas. And by just having those five, those five keys, I'm able to see who they think they are, how they really are, how they're really feeling, what they're, what they're negotiating emotionally, what they're showing the world, so how they're being interpreted by others and how their birth process is effectively going to look. That's so fascinating. And, and I, so I'm then just... you hand it back to them on a platter and they can do the work. Because they're then feeling they've got permission. They've got permission. They can see all of those things. Because, of course, there's nothing in your astrology you're not going to identify with 100%. Because it's who mm. you are. There's nothing mm. arbitrary. And there will be never, ever any surprises. Huh. I love that. Well, so can I, can I put you on the spot for a second? Yes. <laughs> Please do. Kind of, you are on the spot. You're, a little, you're on a little late for that. <laughs> yeah, right. I already did that. Well, so I'm looking at this beautiful chart that you did for me. Yes. And yes. my Mars is in Scorpio. So what does that mean? So it means that your birth processes are going to be intense, <laughs> profoundly life-changing, and Scorpio is on the axis with Taurus. So often with Scorpio, you can experience deep back labor. Um, and, you know, it really pulls you down. It's that heavy labor that's long and protracted. <laughs> Do you um, know that I had three-day labors? Are you aware? I know. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just, I'm just tiptoeing around the edge here. 
because Scorpio is all that. Yeah. It could have been a near-death experience. Yeah, it was, it was. a near-death experience. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. It was profoundly life-changing. Yeah. yeah. Scorpio brings it. <laughs> yeah. And the best place for you for for to help so how I would support have supported you is by getting you in water. Scorpio needs to yeah. be near water. It needs to be in water. It needs to be yeah. around water. It needs to be in and out of the pool, in and out of the shower. But it, it is and meditation, pulling it in on a soul level, because this is actually where it's an inward journey, okay? Scorpio is such a walk down to Hades. Yeah. It's and not an five planets in it's an, it's an implosion. It's an implosion, yeah. not an explosion. Yeah. So it, yeah. So the best place for you is to pull in. And to have that real inward experience. That's and yeah, so that's your Mars. And that's just one component. And the other thing I also, you know, look at too with astrology when I'm looking at them is what's in the 12th house. Because the 12th house of our astrology, when we're looking at a chart, we've got from 1 to 12, the first house. And that line is what's called the rising sign or the ascendant. Mm. That looks at how we emerge. The line is delineated by our emergence to consciousness. Mm. Now, what goes before that is the 12th house, which is the unconscious. And that 12th house, for me, relates to the in utero. So we get this real understanding of what our mother was going through, gestating us, her emotional, physical, mental experience of the gestation. And it's also the most profound imprint wow. because that's from conception to birth what went in. And wow. also how we birth, so what's on the ascendant, is how we have learned in, in utero that our mother needs us to be. That's how she needs it, because that's our primal oh, message. Oh, wow. Prim I still want to unpack this. Wait, slow back. Slow back the up primal message. This is profound. <laughs> this is profound. I know, but the primal message is what we birth. So that's our rising sign, which is how we get things done. It's, it's, it's our deep belief that this is what the world needs from us. It's not a truth. The truth is our moon. That's who oh. we really are. But the ascendant oh. and what's gone in the 12th house describes what we inherited from mum in utero because that's our primary set of information right is whatever goes on in there from conception to birth and so the ascendant what when we come out of the unconscious into consciousness with the information this is what mum needs <laughs> to keep us alive <laughs> yeah right because <laughs> that's evolutionarily to love us, to love us. Yes. right right well, so can or, I make how, it or, how, or, or what she can cope with 
Right. You know, right. what she can cope with. She can, she met, so, so say an example is say. Well, can I give you yeah. mine? Because then you can do Please. a real concrete example. Perfect. So my 12th house is Gemini. Yes. And my first house is Cancer. Right. So, so Gemini. So on, in, in your mum's story, Gemini, the first part of Gemini is too much going on. Lots and lots of balls in the air. Lots of ideas, thoughts, information. Umming and ahhing too. Unsure. Am I going forward? What am I doing? We're having a baby. Oh my gosh, can we afford one? Da, 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 da. All these other, all this information coming in. So almost overwhelmed with Gemini in the 12th house. And then Cancer is coming in with grief. Yes, I think you've told me this before. And so also Cancer means that your mom needed you to nurture, to hold the emotional space, because she couldn't. There's too much going on with the Geminis, just too many balls in the air. So she needed you to be able to hold the space, to be the nurturer, to, you know, and so what you were born with a cancer rising, what that ultimately means is that you hold the emotional space for the lineage. All of what no one's wanted to feel, you get to feel. <laughs> Yippee! <laughs> Yay, you! Good oh! Wow! Well, so it's such a great example, and it is 100% resonant, like you predicted. But let's take it one step further, continuing to use this example so that it can be, you know, actualized. Yeah. What If someone received this kind of 12th house, first house information and started to really explore this, what do they do with that information? So when you understand that holding that, it's not yours. It's not who you are either. Who you are is your moon. Then you're able to not be triggered at the front door, <laughs> carrying all of the weight of the family lineage that's not yours. And so you're able to then process it as not being you. Because, of course, the first thing we identify with is our rising sign. We identify, we think, oh, that's who we are because that's how the world needs us to be. That's what they want to see. But actually, it's not. We're not here for the world. We're here for our own personal journey. And in astrology, the actual most important part of our chart is our North Node, which is the karma that we chose to learn in this lifetime, what we are actually here to do. So, yes, we may have come in with this legacy, but what are we here for? And how, who, how are we going to do that that resonates with our truth? And that's our moon sign. So mm. we have to come back mm. to our core self. So what's your moon in? My moon is in Aries. Right. So that is who you are. And Aries is dynamic and moving forward and an initiator. You're not to drag around the family ball of pain which is what mm. Cancer Rising wants to do. <laughs> because it gets in your way. It slows you down. It's like dragging around an Olympic pool everywhere you go. So Cancer is how you present. And this is also why you're a midwife. 
and you're mm. a nurturer and you're a carer and you're a facilitator. But the truth of it is you're Aries. So you can't unpack and stay in helping people all the time. You have to light the fire and move on. And isn't that it's what very, you do? Very, it is what I do. And that's when cool. you're in your truth. Yes. That is and true. what's your and what's your north node in? Oh gosh, we're getting. I, is that the no no? Yep. Scorpio. Right. So, your actual karmic journey in this lifetime is to transform, transcend, and transmute yourself and others. And. Cancer holds the emotional space for that, but Aries gets you going. It's like, no, cut the crap. Let's get going. Let's just get on with it. We're not unpacking and wallowing in this Cancerian crap. We've got shit to do. Off we go. <laughs> I think that is basically exactly how people describe me. <laughs> I know, right? Isn't it divine? And isn't it great to know that you're absolutely fulfilling your karmic journey this lifetime, that you are living to your truth. And I have to say, in astrology, when you're working towards that karmic growth, your life comes together and it falls into place. When you are working against it, trying to juggle everyone else's expectation of you or how they want you to be in the world, it's hard. It's a challenge. You keep butting up against everything. So we all have a reason for being. Yeah. And that's our soul's karmic growth. Yeah. The rest of our chart is the semantics of whether or not we get that done and how we get that done. And the mm. rising sign is the lineage that we've brought in with us and how we've been taught at a really profound level that the world needs us to behave. It's not necessarily a truth. Mm. Mm. That's tweetable, my friend. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, I mean, it's, I, I love astrology. It's so cool. Because when yeah, you can, get that and it's broken down so simplistically, we don't have to keep jumping through those hoops of family crap. And we take back our power and we're able to then pass on a different legacy to our children. Living it's in not our truth. A, oh, and it's not a repeat. It's not a repeat yeah. of the family crap. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. So we're, we're able to do that. I love that. Thank you so much. You've <laughs> given us such a gift today. Thank you. So it's been all over the place. It's like, but I love I mean, but I love it. It's an it's 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 part of the incredible breadth uh, that that this covers and and uh, giving little sure. tastes of all the little bits. But thank you for the the concrete pieces too. And in a kind of big broad sweep, if someone around the world were listening to this, how would they get a reading? Like how how does someone who is not connected into these circles find someone? Well, I mean that. They can either find me on online. I mean, I do have a website. But I also, they could even start by just 
drawing up their chart. There's, you know, astrology sites that can draw up their, their chart and they can look at their moon, what, you know, their rising, all of those things. They do need a birth time. It is absolutely crucial because that delineates that ascending line and the setup of the chart. And without that, it's very difficult. But if they have that, they can seek an astrologer, get it done. And it, it really is the most incredible tool you'll ever give yourself is to have your astrology done. Because it's your first step into really exploring who you are as a person, what makes you tick, how you can get out of your own way and not pass on family rubbish. Because that's also absolutely key. We need a shift on the planet and it happens at an individual level. Mm. Perfect. Thank you so much for today. <laughs> Thank you for this interview. Thank, Thank you, you for having being me. my friend and being a connection to me here on this new side of the world. And thank you so, so much. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure, my dear. Thank you for having me.